I got my computer pumped up to like, you know, font 50. <laughs> Uh, time is still the swift transition. Swift transition. <laughs> this is, wasn't happening no. 20 years ago. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, all right, we all we made it. 2023. So glad to see everybody. Um, after multiple weeks away, uh, you know, traveling illness, um, and I, you know, I kind of feel like I'm definitely glad to see the backside of 2022 in a lot of ways. Yeah. Maybe some of you can relate. Um, I, I don't know about you. I felt flat, just kind of coming into the end of the year, just flat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think 2022, I could rattle off probably more challenges than, than victories, possibly, but, you know, it, it just coming in, uh, a week or so of COVID for us at the beginning of December, uh, then a car accident, reducing us to one car, uh, interruption of routines because of having only one car, maybe not going to work as much, working from home, not easily being able to travel, family members getting sick, plans being rearranged, all this stuff was kind of happening, you know, and it, it just kind of, it, you know, it was made for a scattering of time with friends and family, we're just not seeing people as planned, and uh, and just, you know, the holiday season felt a lot less defined than it has been in the past, like what you kind of expect, you know, like happy holidays, you know, we're kind of like, well, I guess we can watch, you know, Christmas story for the tenth time. Sitting homesick or whatever. But you know, we had we had our tree up I think for like two weeks before we finally got around to decorating it Christmas Eve. You know, so it was a sad tree. <laughs> and uh, so we were just kind of feeling bad. And Shauna knew about her you know, her gift, uh, you know, gift from me ahead of time, so it wasn't like much of a surprise. And we were just like, eh, it's a lot of wrapping paper. Probably don't even need to waste the wrapping paper. So we just, I just put it under the tree. You know? So I was like, comes down, like, ah, you know, Merry Christmas, you know. So I just, you know, just felt a little, little flat, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah, I did put a bow on it. But, uh, you know, we did get some good time with my family last weekend. We're looking forward to getting some time with Chandra's family here coming up shortly. Um, but it definitely seemed like we were fighting just random variables uh, that just seemed intent on separation and isolation and loneliness. Yeah, we'll say you know. All right. Um, and I kind of felt the spark was missing, you know, for the uh, the reason for the season. I just told Peter I have a touch screen and it's not touching. Okay, now it works. All right. So, anyways, I'm happy to see. I'm happy to be in 2023 now. I'm looking forward to a fresh start. And I think symbolically, the world sees New Year's as that point in time for a fresh start, right? That's what we talk about, New Year's goals or resolutions. You know, people see that as their fresh start. And in Christ, you know, happily, we can have that daily, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. It can be a daily reality with God. Yeah. But, you know, and collectively, just we have this dedicated time each week, you know, partly maybe out of just tradition. I don't know. I mean, but at the same time, you know, we do have Jesus saying, remember me, do this in remembrance of me, you know. And uh, so we have, you know, Generally, the idea that we're supposed to do this on a continual basis, whether collectively or individually, and uh, just to consider the sacrifice of Jesus that he made to give us, us uh, give us a fresh start. And while it may look slightly different week to week on how we do that, and just whoever's bringing you know a thought, you know, I think we understand that the goal is to remember him, to connect uh, with a sacrifice, draw closer. Um, but frankly, it's not, it's not always a quick win for me, um, or it's or it's not just a given that I'm gonna like connect. And Shire could tell you that, you know, there's no like connect with Rob. <laughs> it's like effort, 
you know, and a lot of times I do need to be purposeful about that connection, but it's not always, my, my head is not always in an immediate space to connect with God. And that, a lot of times, is during the communion service as well, right? I mean, you're just thinking about, like, someone sharing a scripture, I'm like, did I leave the oven on now? I just, this is like a Brian Regan skit, but, you know, I'm thinking about, like, all the, I'm thinking, my brain is elsewhere sometimes during communion, you know? And it's hard to focus in. Um, you know, but sometimes I also I also think about you know even if I if I do have my headspace in the right frame of mind, uh, you know I still ask myself, well, I might want a fresh start, but why does God care? Mm-hmm. And I can kind of go down that trajectory. It's just little me, pretty tiny speck in the greater scheme of things. Billions of people before me, billions of people now, probably after me, very tiny, kind of inconsequential incon- probably. Why does God care about me? It's easier in some cases for me to go, so God so loved the world, he sent his own son. Yeah, the world. You know, and I, yeah, I'm a part of that world, but only like this bit, you know, of this huge thing. And so I'm small and kind of unseen. It can be easy to feel that way at times. Um, but, so I guess what I'm saying is sometimes I need to be convinced of my value and uh, my value before God. And I was evaluating this morning how value is measured, or at least how I measure it or what makes me feel valuable. And I think feelings, while not always being reality, right, um, they, they definitely can be pretty strong and swing you all over the place. And But for feeling value, I think it, you know, I get it most often from friends and family. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, it can be rewards in a career or, like, when I was younger, maybe just being an A student or being in Boy Scouts, like, you know, it was I felt, you know, some value there, or I was valued because of some of those accomplishments. Um, sometimes, I, you know, it's by being needed by other people and then being able to help meet those needs. I find that gives me value, you know, that I can take away from that. But a lot of times it's just, it's a, it's a struggle. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's definitely also true that we can struggle to get those, get our value from these same places at times, right? Because people and... <clears throat> Corporations are, you know, they're not going to be consistent in being able to deliver what you need exactly how you need it all the time. And so sometimes you just go away feeling like, you know, does anybody care? You know, kicking rocks, right? <laughs> so, yeah, there's a little bit, you know, of that, um, you know, I think potentially for all of us. Um, is that it? So over, over Christmas, we didn't, I haven't seen it in years, but I always go back. It must have come up this season probably based on something I saw in the stores, or I don't know. Oh, it was the, the slider, the flexible flyer. The, the, yeah, the sled. The sled, so National Lampoon's Vacation, oh. right? And so I always get a chuckle, but at the same time, it's really close to home. The uh, the Jelly of the Month Club oh, yeah. for value, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that was his, his, his big thing that he's hoping for. He's going to put it in the pool, and he gets the... The jar of, or the, the um, subscription to the Jelly of the Month Club. So sometimes you kind of feel like you know your value, just like you have all these expectations, and the expectations fall yeah. way short. And uh, like case in point, I got a pair of slipper socks from work this year, which they're actually really nice, you know. So I do appreciate my boss went to that trouble, but at the same time, you're like. Like a year's work, slipper socks. You know, you kind of go, like, you know, I mean, it was, it was a tough year. You know, you know, I appreciate that slipper socks are warm. And, and it was, you know, 
But so, anyways, not you know, I'm no stranger to not feeling valued at all times. But how can you be convinced that you have value? So I think the Old Testament discussed this uh, in various ways. The larger concept with the notion of Israel or nation of Israel as being God's treasured possession. And I've always just like latched on to that for me because it had meaning to me all of a sudden when I found that. You know, sometimes you discover in the Bible, you're like, ooh, I'm going to take that and just go, ooh, got it now. I'm not letting that go. And, you know, I think there are hints, both hints and direct statements throughout the Bible presenting this as both the larger concept, but even more importantly on a level that is more specific to me or more specific to you as being his treasured possession because you're of great worth in God's sight. But still, you know, sometimes I'm not convinced, right? It's just me. Why would God signal me out of billions? You know, how how can I know what God's heart is towards me? So you know, I got a I got a scattering of scriptures here, so you can either try to keep up, or maybe I'll camp on one of them so you know have time to turn there. But Hebrews one three. You know, how can we know God's heart towards us? Hebrews one three. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being. So it's carbon copy. You know, uh, we can trust that when we examine Jesus' heart, his intentions towards us, we will see God's heart and his intentions. So God sent Jesus with this purpose so that we could we could see God right. through Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, what was Jesus' intention? In Luke 19, verse 10, For the Son of Man came to seek and save what was lost. Why did he come? What was his purpose? What was the purpose of the entire Bible? To show us God and find us and bring us home. All right, we'll look at this one now. Um, let's turn over to Luke 15. Okay. Second, we'll get there. We're not going to read all of that, but all right. I think the visual. Granted, most people are using the phone, so maybe you lose the visual. It's a big page in the Bible, <laughs> so it's got a lot of you know words. You only see that much on your screen. Um, well, we have three parables in Luke 15 that talk about lostness. So you have the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. And why did Jesus tell these parables? What was he really aiming at? Because he wanted to demonstrate how God feels about us. Jesus was revealing God's intentions and his desires for us. And like as quick synopsis of each one of those. Um, like lost sheep. He actively seeks us in our lostness, aches to bring us home, um, and joyfully brings us home when he finds us. Uh, the lost coin values us highly, rejoices when we are found. Uh, lost son, he loves us enough to ma- let us make choices that hurt him, yet still waits in hope that we will come to our senses and return on our own fruition. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Right? In Psalm 8, so a long time before this, David, David was pondering the why, too. You know, so we're not alone in sometimes wondering about value. And uh, Psalm 8, verse 4, he says, What is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You know, David might have been feeling small and insignificant as the king of Israel, as God's chosen instrument. He might have had some lonely nights. You know, I mean, he got into trouble probably because of that. Um... What convinces you of your value more than someone like weeping over you if you were lost? Like when we go, when we have the tough times, when we lose people that we care about through, you know, death or just, I guess that would probably be the big one, but, you know, 
like what do you see? I've always I've always thought that it was interesting in Israel's culture that they they would have professional mourners. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about how this started or whatever. They just felt like boy, this poor guy doesn't have anyone. It's like you know Christmas Carol. Nobody even cares to come to what was his name in Christmas Carol? Scrooge, Jacob Marley's funeral, yeah. like you know. But so that they would have to hire professional mourners because nobody else cared enough to mourn. I don't know. But so they had professional mourners. But you know, as in uh, in Luke 19, verse 41, this is Jesus. It says, as he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, "If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but is now hidden from your eyes." Jesus was distraught. He was weeping. God was distraught. His treasured possession would not know peace. He wanted them to know peace. He wanted them to give them rest. I'd like to close out here in um, Hebrews 6, verse 17. Again, thinking about the concept of your value before God. Hebrews 6, verse 17. It says, because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. So as we consider our value before God today, and as we consider the cross, God's ultimate demonstration of our value, you are God's treasured possession. You are of great worth in God's sight, enough so that it actually was a good trade for God to give his son's life in order to just have a chance, not even a guarantee, just to have a chance that you would respond. That was a good trade. God put some thought into that and said, good trade. Yeah. I'll do it for you. Amen. That makes me feel pretty valuable. Yeah. You know? Amen. So I hope that this morning as we consider the cross and what Jesus has done with us, uh, done with us, done for us, mm-hmm. and, may, and maybe you know, what he's done with us, um, that you know, as we start 2023, we will just really take it on as that God loves us. We are highly valued. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you. Father, thank you so much that we uh, have Jesus. We see his example just as um, a man who was willing to lay it all down for his friends. Um, and, uh, there, you know, there obviously must have been many discussions, I would assume, um, just on how, I don't know, on how this would work. I guess I can't totally imagine it. But at some point, both you, Jesus, you and God, came to the decision, this is worth it. And this is the way that it needs to be done. We need absolute, like, a way to bring them home. And uh, with no, you know, no way that they can speak out, so to say. Or, you know, it, Father, there's, it's nuanced, and I get it. And um, it's, a, it's a challenging life in many ways. And, God, we're all in it and trying to figure it out as we go. But ultimately, Father, I am just grateful that, you are my safety net that I can always trust in being able to, um, you know, fall back on you and know that you'll catch me. And uh, despite the waves of life, um, God, I'm just grateful that you um, were proactive and, uh, and have demonstrated your love for me 
and uh, in Jesus uh, being willing to go to the cross. God, we thank you that you value us so high, highly and that we can be your treasured possession. Praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.